time to get real. I want to see some crazy whizbiz. What's the I want to see some of that whizbiz. This castle is Welcome back to the Wizbiz with Alex and Derek. Uh, this is a podcast about Adventure Time and all sorts of things related to it and frequently unrelated to it. My name is Reverend Derek, and joining me today, as usual, is Alex Bolin. Alex, take it away. Yes, this is uh, Archduke of the City of Thieves, Alex Bolin, and that is Reverend Eric. My title is fancier. Yes, yes. You know what? I'm just not used to running on all fours. Yeah. So I think your problem is start without the stilts. Uh huh. And then when you get used to running that way, move then up to, move up to the stilts. Move up to stilts. A lot of people, when making the transition from being bipedal, mm-hmm. they make the mistake of just going, oh, well, of course I'm going to go to stilts first. I mean, like the yeah, mighty it giraffe. It makes sense because at least that way your arms and legs can be the same length. Yes. That's a mistake. Okay. okay. Slow transition. Our hips aren't built that way. We just, we have to learn. We have to be humble. If in the, our... the stilts are event, an eventual thing, they aren't right away. Yes. So we are doing uh, two episodes of season one, uh, City of Thieves and The Witch's Garden. Yes. Episodes 13 and 14. It's it's um, it's exciting. We're making a lot of progress. Now, uh, I was kind of like, there is some cool stuff in these episodes, but neither of them are really uh, key plot movers in Adventure Time. They're no. sort of filler episodes. Uh, and in, in, in fact... Even though they introduce a lot of characters, they're all kind of one-offs. I don't think any of them really repeat or come back again. Let me give that a thought. Um, yeah, Penny doesn't come back, does she? No, she should. Yeah, she feels like she someone that would come back. She's a great character. The kind of candy cane-shaped witch doesn't come back. What about the kind of witch that looks like a tree that says it's a city of thieves? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't think she ever comes back either. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if you think about it, that's sort of like a spooky announcer character. We had that in um, the Enchiridion episode. Remember? Oh, uh, no, we had it in the the Wizard School episode. Remember where the the creepy guy shows up and he's like, do you want free magic powers? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, so that's sort of like... That's sort of like a trope that gets used. That I, I mean, it's totally a D&D-ish trope. You know, some yeah. mysterious NPC shows up and directs you towards uh, towards adventure. And in this one, in this episode, it's a city of thieves. And the, you know, the 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 tree witch hag, let's call her the, the tree hag. She, she, well, at least they identify her as hag and... Um, they're not corrected, so I feel like that's that's her, you know, yeah. chosen, She's chosen a name. Okay, so... Her pronouns are uh, they, them, hag. They, them, hag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when the... Ha- her pronouns, good good job there. Oh, did I do that? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I am so shit at this. That's that's not an anti-non-binary uh, uh, thing. I'm just dumb and old. <laughs> oh, man. I have a hard time with, yeah. with pronouns also, but I try. I keep trying. Oh, yeah. I make my, my damn best effort and beat myself up for it every time I fuck up. Same here. Uh, anyhow, so when the hag shows up and, uh, it, you know, th- this is like it, the City of Thieves is kind of like a morality play episode. A lot of the 
Adventure Time episodes kind of have this sort of feel to them, especially in the first season where it's about like Finn being pure, Finn doing the right thing, Finn showing how virtuous he is. And in this one, it's sort of the question of like, what makes you a thief? And there's also the the runner between both episodes of Jake's impulse control issues. Like Jake yeah. actually like kind of deep down is a villain. He is, I yeah. guess he's a... Or at least a, a, a light level villain. Yeah, yeah, I feel like he's probably too lazy to be a villain, which is good. But um, I think that for a long time he is, you know, and we've talked, talked about this before. He's basically Finn's babysitter. He yeah. wouldn't, and we see, we see later that he would not be hanging out with Finn all the time if he didn't have magic powers. Right? Like that's definitely one of the things we see in episode 14. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, but we we have to get through thirteen first before yeah. we talk about that. There's some fun stuff in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they find this 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 dirty little street urchin called Penny, and she claims that the, her flower basket has been stolen because the entire city is a city of thieves. And uh, there's a nice little runner of Finn saying that he's going to beat my purity into them, <laughs> and then Jake's <laughs> response is, "Then I'm going to beat your purity out of them," which is. <laughs> It's a weirdly sexual joke, I think. <laughs> it is, and yeah. it's it's also, you know, uh, a joke that it might make sense to Finn, but it doesn't really make sense in real life. But then he just runs around the city punching thieves, and everybody in the city is a thief. Well, that's, I guess, the, the morality question of mm-hmm. this. If you're, like, much like we're talking about with magic, whether if you're from a realm that magic is normal, is it magic anymore? Mm-hmm. If you're in a city where everybody is a thief, are you no longer a thief since that's the rule of action? That's, yeah. That's the accepted bylaws of the city is that everyone's a thief. Is it no longer thievery and mm-hmm. therefore no longer wrong or morally incorrect? Well, except that we discover that there is a definition of thievery that is somehow defined by magic because at the center of the city of thieves, there is the king of thieves tower which is perfect, protected by a magical force field that thieves can't pass. Yeah, but I guess I guess it's like cultural relativism, where yeah. if something is, is taboo in your land, but you go to their land, is it morally wrong for you to pr- participate? Yeah, that's a good question. Like, you know, it, going to wherever in Asia they eat, you know, they, they, yeah. they eat dog or whatever. Is so, it, it's not wrong for them. Is it therefore wrong for you if you live there or, you know, that's the society you're in? So it's still some sort of switch that gets flipped in your magical makeup or whatever because if you become a thief you still can't pass that magic pure that magic force field yeah so yeah i think that that's an interesting conundrum um and also you know by the end of the episode penny and finn and jake have been purified through soap does soap wash away your thieving sin could they then pass the force field do you think Yes, because he feels purified by the end. So do you think it's it's mental? Hmm. Cause... No, because Jake didn't think he was a thief, and he tried walking through the barrier. Right, and Finn didn't know he was a thief, and he tried walking through the barrier. Yeah, so it's got to be some kind of like actual... It's got to be like um, like how the, the Catholics think of sin, where if they like wash your head a little bit, it goes away. This is very much a, a baptism uh, metaphor. Baptism by magic soap in a cave. Yeah, which I mean is no more weird than than a baptismal fountain. Uh, you know, at least there's soap. It's true. <laughs> I'm trying to. I haven't been baptized in a while. I don't think there was soap in there. Yeah, I've never been baptized, but I'm pretty sure they don't use soap. 
Because, yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be weird. The soap of Christ. So, um, so one of the things that, that I love about this is, first of all, there's this concept that, like, the flower basket that the whole quest is about, you know, Penny's flower basket. Mm. How, like, Finn is so bad at, at connecting the dots here. Like, how would that flower basket possibly have made it into that tower? Oh, that's true. I actually hadn't really thought about how how the gullibility factor of this is. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's you know I think season one Finn is a is a very gullible little boy. Yeah, uh, that's true. He's only like what ten or something like that. Thirteen? I don't know. He's a baby. He's very young. I feel like he's. I think he's ten. Uh, I don't remember anymore. Anyhow, he's oh, just a kid. I don't remember so... anymore. I said that like a <laughs> like a disillusioned teen in like a fifties movie. Oh shucks! I don't even I don't even believe in Sandy Claus anymore. Um, so there's that scene, you know, where, uh, right at the beginning where they're chasing down the flower basket where they kind of get a hint of it and they're chasing all over the city and the city is inside the dome of a giant turtle thing. Yes. Um, so it's dark and gloomy in there and there's all these buildings built up and stuff and it's just this kind of fun romp, but there's this, um, and they, they spot the flower basket and they're sort of chasing it along and different thieves of different fantastical makeup and shape and form have it you know and sometimes i'll yell at name like crossbow guy i'll get you or whatever but one of them is this wizard who says um pancakes 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 and turns into a cat yes um which it which is referred to in a later episode oh really yeah it's some episode down the line a few seasons from now there'll be like a book of spells and if you pay attention to the book of spells it'll say this spell pancakes, pancakes, pancakes turns you into a cat. Oh, that's funny. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder what if you say bacon pancakes uh, as an incantation, if that turns you into like a bacon cat or one Ooh. of those Neanderthal cats from back in back in the internet. I hope so. I'm not going to try it. Although I've said pancakes, pancakes, pancakes several times now, and I'm not a cat. Mm. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, really examine it, you know. Uh, uh. I mean, you got you got whiskers. I got whiskers. I like to poop in boxes. You've recently taken to walk in all fours. I've recently taken. Damn it! Damn it! Pancakes never again. You keep every time you see me, you keep batting me in the leg for some reason, then rubbing <laughs> your chin against it. I've ruined tons of furniture in my time. Well, you know, whatever. You gotta get you gotta get your scent on it somehow. <laughs> uh, I do like in this episode as well. It, uh, we reference the Jake stealing out of. I don't know, his subconscious need to steal. Mm-hmm. But I do like that what he steals are like beautiful red boots that just yeah. don't work. Like he doesn't wear clothes in the first place. Yeah, like what would he ever use them for? Yeah. There's a weird thing in both these episodes. We'll get to the, the, the next one. But like both these episodes, Jake has this like inner darkness or whatever come out. And both these episodes, he also feels the need to wear fanciful uh, clothing. He does. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, one of the funny, so they finally bring the treasure out when Finn finally gets the treasure out of the, uh, the, oh man, that witch king or the, the king of thieves, you know what that reminded, reminds me of, you know, when he descends into the crypt and he finds the king of thieves there, like the giant skeleton on the throne. Yeah. It reminds me so much of that scene from Conan the Barbarian, you know, where Conan go, uh, is, is running away from the wolves Near the beginning of the movie. I think it's before there's he's had any lines. And he's running remember. away from the root wolves. He climbs up the rocks. He fights off some of the wolves. Um, but he's hopelessly outmatched. And he finds a cave in the rocks. And he falls down into it. And he enters into this place where there's this giant king. And that's where he gets his sword. Oh, boy. I don't remember that at all. 
I haven't seen that movie in a really fucking long time. Uh, for I feel like for my birthday, John and Alex hate stuff needs to do Conan the Barbarian. I mean, we did Red Sonia. Yeah, that's not the same. I mean, we probably we could probably do Conan the Barbarian. You should. I feel uh, for my birth. I would like a special episode for my birthday. Um. Yeah. I mean, why not? Okay. Awesome. By the way, I have another podcast called John and Alex Hate Stuff where we discuss movies. Yes, it's a, it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, oh, but the treasure yes, had a treasure. Game Boy in it. That's true. Which was kind of cute. Uh, and, you know, it makes me, th- you know, it made me think of BMO immediately, but mm-hmm. it was it was definitely a Game Boy and not one of the Moe's. One of the things that this season is, uh, we, we talked about it a bit in episode one, I think, of kind of being a little reticent to go into the season because it's, you know, it's so early and the characters aren't established and yada yada. The one thing I am missing is BMO. Although BMO yeah. has made some appearances across the season, it's not the... But I'm a little boy, Bimo. It's actually just a gaming system that I think maybe has shown some signs of sentience, but we haven't got Have like there... Bimo dialogue or like the Bimo that we come to know and love. And and, and I miss my little boy. Has there been any Bimo dialogue? I mean, the last time I remember seeing Bimo was when Marceline was playing Bimo. I, th- I don't know if there's been dialogue. I think there's been like like an emoji on his face. Huh. Like I think with Marceline, maybe she he got like a little smiley face or something. Which means Bimo isn't really an active character yet no not yet you know it's just like a, a an old video game system that's weird because yeah this is going to be this is probably not this episode of of our podcast but next episode of our podcast we're going to have to get into that why what's next of the show nestor is coming up oh that's right yeah 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 He's, he's not one of my favorite characters. He's not mine either, but we'll talk about that next episode. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, they uh, they purify each other and everything's all good. And at the end of the episode, where this is where Adventure Time kind of their morality tales always have like a bit of a gray hair at the end. Yeah. At the end of the episode, Penny's purified, Finn and Jacob purified, and Penny steals all of Finn's clothes. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a great scene. Like, you can tell something's going on. But Finn's just beaming. He's like, oh, my God, I'm such a successful yeah. hero. And then Jake's like, why are you naked? It is. Yeah, it's a fun ending. But it, it you know, it goes back to now it goes back to the question of our purity thing. Like, was she purified or was she was did she from the city of thieves and her natural nature is is to be a thief? I mean, she was such a mastermind of manipulation. You know, Penny uh, manipulated Jake to get what she wanted. You know, Jake was going to, or not Jake, Finn, she manipulated Finn to get what she wanted. And then once Finn finally tracked her down, Finn wanted to kick her ass and, and Penny manipulated them again and being like, oh, you successfully purified me. I, and then she was like, I got to escape before they figure it out. Yeah. Uh, this goes back to the, uh, my, my kind of running thing that I've developed over the course of the show is that does Pendleton Ward think all women are manipulative? I mean, I guess this is a little girl, not a woman, but because um, we've established that that tree trunks manipulative, we've established Princess Bubblegum manipulative, Penny manipulative. It's hard to say that word so many times. I mean, I would guess that every character we've seen is manipulative, except for Finn and Jake. Not the Ice King. He's he's That's kind of on the surface true. of what his actions are. That's true. That's true. The Ice King is on the surface. We haven't seen Billy yet, but... Wait, did we not have... Isn't... Oh, no, Billy's not in the Ancaridian episode. No, he's not. We learn we learn about him and the connection to the Ancaridian later. But yeah, I think um, 
you know, I think it's unfair to point out uh, women as being the mani- manipulative ones. Uh, I think that when it comes to the villains in Adventure Time, the male villains tend to be um, so stupidly powerful that they don't have to be manipulative. Yeah. Right. Though now that I think about it, I guess Ricardio was manipulative. Ricardo, oh, Ricardio was incredibly manipulative. Yeah. Uh, the, the Lich, even though the Lich is super powerful, is also very manipulative in a very sly yeah i guess maybe we just got introduced to him in in a weird order that i've I've developed this theory yeah uh yeah and then uh that's it no that's not it Oh, that's not it there's one really really important thing so near the end of the episode when when finn realizes that he's become a thief and he and jake are you know covered in dirt and stuff and uh, they make this whole joke, you know, uh, that they're going to, or it's not a joke. They're, they make the statement that they're going to go, you know, purify themselves. It, it's, it gets dark. It gets yeah. very dark, almost Batman-ish, right? Like, oh, we're going to go rid this city of thieves once and for all. Jake goes, cowabunga. And Finn says, cowabunga indeed. And as they're going down into their adventure, Finn grabs a couple of sai oh. from... Nice. The um from you know just from the scenery, and so he's fighting with Psy. It's a teenage mutant ninja turtles reference. That's funny, and they're inside of a big ass turtle. And they're inside of a big ass turtle. Yeah, well picked up. The yeah. whole episode is a teenage mutant ninja turtle reference, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of like that weird tower that Krang hung out in is the city of thieves. Mm, yeah, I was thinking more of the comic book and not the cartoon. Oh, I, yeah, the I cartoon mean... is kind of crap, but the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic strip or the comic book was uh, was pretty dark and gritty and had that kind of like it seemed like it should be lighthearted, but instead it was all you know violence and mayhem. Yeah, it was. It was they were making yeah. fun of Daredevil and yeah, just going yeah, way yeah. way more over the top. Uh, yeah, Cowabunga. Which, by the way, people at home. If you didn't know that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a direct ripoff, not a ripoff, but like a satire of Daredevil, is like his master splinter is stick, mm-hmm. uh, the foot or the hand, mm-hmm. um, et cetera, et cetera. Those are the two off yeah. the top of my head. But like it's literally that's what the comic originally was. And yeah. I don't think I knew that until years later because I grew up in Ninja Turtles. And then I read mm-hmm. Daredevil years later. And I was like, what the, what's happening here? This is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess what we're trying to say, for those of you at home, if you didn't know that already, uh, there is a wonderful world of um, Wikipedia articles and like comic book articles about this that you can, you will, you will have a good time. Yeah, see Eastman and Laird. Yes. Oh, yeah. And also there is Phil Face in this episode. One of the thieves has Phil Face. Oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't notice Phil Face. So, Eric, I have a segment we're going to do real quick okay, that might okay. get cut from the show. Right. I brought up the Cartoon Network's webpage that has the official Adventure Time Ultimate Trivia Quiz. Ooh. And I think between the two of us, let's see how we do. Okay. Unless this takes a really long time and then this is getting cut. Okay. Okay. Princess Bubblegum's first name, Andy, oh. Betty, Bonnabelle, or Bluebell? Bonnabelle. Bonnabelle. Okay. Oh, it's multiple choice? Yeah, it's only 15. So okay, we're okay. probably going to get a lot of this right. Okay. Which of these... Uh, which of these were not a member of the Vampire King's court? I think that should be was. Yeah, it should be was. Yeah. Which of these were not a member of the Vampire King's court? The fool, the hermit, the moon, the hierophant? Uh, the fool. Yeah. No, we're wrong. Huh? Uh, oh, it doesn't give us the right answer. I think the hierophant might be. No, there was a hierophant. Was there? There? Oh, I don't know. It must have been the hermit then. Oh, these are the questions I was going to... We shouldn't have said anything. Now we're going to get them all wrong. Oh, no. How old is Finn by the time of the Great Gum War? 16. 16 feels good to me, and you're wrong. I mean, we're wrong. Damn. I had no guess. 
Uh, what's the title of the first Adventure Time episode? Trouble in Lumpy Space, Slumber Party Panic, Tree Slumber Trunks, Party or Panic. Slime Central. Slumber Party Panic is correct. I should click that first just in case. What's the name of the book that the rules for being a hero? And Kyrian. Okay, we know the. We knew a few of them. What's the name of Princess Bubblegum's little brother? Daddy, Freddy, Eddie, or Nettie? What? Princess Bubblegum's little brother, that weird thing that's got the juice that lives under the castle. Oh, God. Um, Nettie. Nettie. Sure. Correct. What's the name of Marceline's pet poodle? Marceline is a pet poodle? I guess so. Fluffums, Doodle, the vampire poodle, Schwabble, or Fang? Fang. Fang feels right. Oh, we're wrong. Ugh. And it doesn't give us the right answer. Shit. That's okay. That's okay. We're going to watch the episode eventually. What are the stories told by Cuber called? Uh, Grables. Grables, yeah. What's the name of the card game Jake likes to play? Is it like Battle Zone or We got Card Wars, Go Fish, Deck Battles, or Poker? Card Wars. Card Wars sound right. Yeah, deck yeah. battles was somewhat tempting. Which of these is not one of Jake's pops? Charlie, Bronwyn, Kim Kil Juan, or TV? There's pictures of them if it helps. Hmm. There are pictures of them? Yeah, I can't really move my monitor. Well, what do you think? I want to say Charlie. Now, Charlie, I think, is the one he plays. Was it TV? To TV doesn't seem familiar to me. Let's go with TV. Okay. Nope, wrong. It must be Kim, Kim Kill One. Well, that, that one I was pretty sure. Which arm did Finn lose? Oh, fudge. Uh, his right, right arm. Right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Correct. What instrument does Jake play? Viola. Viola. What is Susan Strong's real last name? Oh, I don't remember. What other choices? Kara, Sarah, Lara, or Mara? Mara. Sure. Nope. Oh. <laughs> I didn't, didn't even have a guess. What's the name of Princess Bubblegum's uncle? Gumbald, Gumfall, Gumwad, or Gumball? Gumbald. Gumbald. Yes. And last question. Who is Minerva Campbell? Minerva Campbell. Isn't that um, it's either the fin- Ice Elemental? It's uh, either Finn's aunt, Finn's mom, Finn's sister, or Finn's cousin. I think it's Finn's mom. It's going to be Finn's mom. Okay, yeah, I got her mixed up with uh, some. All right, else. we got that one right. Okay, how do we do? Uh, 10 out of 15, you're an Adventure Time trivia master, algebraic. No one knows the land of ooh like you. Congratulations. God, I feel like we didn't do well enough. There there, no. were some, there was someone there. I wonder what happens if we hit play again. Is it the same questions? That played music. Yeah, I didn't mean for that to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's the same questions, just a different order. Okay. All right, so that, um, was, that, that was our t- t- quiz of uh, Alex and Eric don't do particularly well, but not all that badly at an Adventure Time quiz. If you have uh, Adventure Time trivia questions out there, though, that you would like for us to answer, feel free to email them to us or tweet us, and we will answer them on the show, and then you can email or tweet us afterwards and tell us how we did. Yes, uh, you can tweet us at whizbizpodcast. Yes, yes. And our email is whizbizpodcast at gmail.com. It is. Yeah, which I actually haven't checked in a while. Have you checked our email lately? I think so. But uh, I have been spending a lot of time on our Twitter, and that has been really, really fun. One of the things that I have found that is just super delightful is there is a whole world of, like, fan-produced Adventure Time art. And um, it's amazing. And probably some of the best of it is... Uh, pornographic. I have no, no, sorry. <laughs> I haven't looked for uh, Adventure Time pornography because gross. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I have. Uh, there's a lot of uh, bubbling art, you know, the sort yeah. of uh, people f- fan shipping, <sighs> fan shipping, yeah. shipping people shipping the Marceline bubblegum 
uh, pairing, which does sort of happen by the end of the show. Yeah, it's official. They, they, I think yeah. one of the uh, HBO Max originals, they're like yeah. living together. And yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but there's just so much good art for it. It's it's pretty amazing. And that's 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 been kind of a delight to come across. So, yeah, go find go follow us on Twitter, because if you've got bubbling art and you tag us, we will retweet you and all 12 of our followers. I think we've got almost 30 followers now. All 30 of our followers will see it. Right, here's a segment. Alex checks how many followers we have live on Twitter. I think we've got more <laughs> than 30. Do we have more than 30? That would surprise me. Uh, we don't. We got 27. <laughs> 27. You know, maybe by the next episode, we'll have 30. Well, to be fair, uh, audience at home, we should point out that we record these way in advance. Very true. So there's only been three episodes of the show posted while we're recording this. And this is episode seven. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're not going to be hearing this one probably until nearly Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's going to be a bit. So yeah. um, that number hopefully will be. Up you know, to 35. Yeah, then. yeah, maybe 36. Yeah. Uh, let's do one more segment before we head into the witch's garden. Uh, yes, though that does sound like the kind of foreplay I had in high school. Really? Were there donuts? No, just one more segment before I headed into the witch's garden. God. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's two episodes <laughs> in a row that had, like, really cringy sex puns. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Whew. That's, right. what, that's what you tune in to listen to two middle-aged men talk about a cartoon show is Alex's dumb sex jokes. I hope Steph can handle all these. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's do the segment that we like to call, what are you working on? What are you working on? I'm going to go first. Okay. What are you working on? I am working on two different podcasts and uh, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> How has John and Alex Hate Stuff been doing? Uh, you guys did a Cura recently. We did do Akira, which was really fun. That uh, sounds awesome. It was super interesting to revisit that movie. It holds up really well for where I think we're past the time that it was set in. So it, was, it came out in like the. I mid, think it takes place in 2012. I think it's tw- like 2019. Is it? But either way, it's. Yeah. Uh, it was written in like the early 80s. And I think the movie came out in like, you know, 88 ish. Mm. Uh, so watching it after the future, you know, yeah. is, is, was interesting, but man, some of the art really holds up. The story's still solid. It's, it's yeah. Like some of the violence still hits real nice, like mm-hmm. in a, you know, in a world that violence has become so much more prevalent and easy to watch and just yeah. so much more in your face all the time. It still carries some oomph in that movie. So yeah, I highly recommend uh, watching Akira and I even more highly recommend listening to the John and Alex hate stuff episode wherein we discuss Akira. I'm excited. I've downloaded it, but I haven't listened to it yet. Um, but I saw Akira for the first time in Japan in 1989. Really? Yes. It was on a Laserdisc player. <sighs> okay, this is a very, very long time ago. But I'm, I swear that this Laserdisc player had the ability to play Japanese out of one speaker and English out of the other speaker. Whoa. Uh, I don't know if that's true or if I'm just remembering poorly, but I just drew, I was blown away. Like, I had no idea animation like that could exist and it didn't before akira you know there was never animation that smooth with that many that many frames per second with that you know that yeah that quality and um and also it was like one of those big like rear projection tvs so the tv was bigger than i was used to i was experiencing all this brand new technology and watching the most amazing animation that had ever been produced yeah that's pretty awesome why were you in uh, japan oh uh, i had to run away you know i was evading the law Oh, cool. You know how it is. Yeah. So yeah. just vacation or something? It was a student exchange thing. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah, it was fun. I learned some Japanese and forgot almost all of it. I can say, Aisu kurimu wo kurasai. And I can say, 
Hajime mashite dozo yoroshiku. Yeah, I don't know any of those words. <laughs> Oro? <laughs> Can you, you know the ara ara? Uh, no. <laughs> Um, so, Eric, yes. what are you working on? Well, uh, I'm also working on uh, two podcasts. You know, the uh, Arnie Mancy podcast, it took a bit of a break during the summer, primarily because my my normal life got super busy and then I went on my trip. Uh, but I'm back on that. I've released the second to last Agrippa episode, so, episode, so I just have one more of those to do. I'm very excited, excited about that. And I've started scheduling... Uh, interviews for my next season so oh, cool. i'm gonna i'm gonna be getting into that in october i'm i'm pretty that's been going really well uh and i've also been working on um my planetary my my planetary magic class again um we talked about this i th- don't know if we talked about it on the podcast but i have a planetary magic course that i was teaching through my website and sort of promoting through my pro- podcast um maybe like two years ago year and a half ago. I don't remember what year it happened in. Yeah, I think we talked about this on the Alexcast. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so I created a pentacle for the podcast to help us become super successful. Yes, it is sitting on uh, the table that we record on. Uh, yep. I've got a little, for the audience at home, I've got a little altar on the table with uh, the four elements represented. Just, you know, just sits there. That's what it's there for, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Uh, and uh, we've now added this, uh, this pentacle on top of it. Yeah, so the Solomonic pentacles, which come out of uh, the Key of Solomon, like a an old grimoire that got really, really popular at the end of the 1800s. If you know anything, if you've been spent, if you spent enough time around the occult, you've definitely seen these pentacles. They're you know they're associated with the planets. So I made one of the pentacles of Jupiter. Uh, sometime in the 20th century, these pentacles started to be used in um, American folk magic. Uh, so I've been kind of experimenting with that a little bit. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, we'll find out, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, if the show does get, like, super successful and, and wonderful. Oh, it was my fault then. Yeah, but yeah, it. who knows? Is it is it by the, the sweat of our brow or is it by the, the magic of old King Solomon? Uh, maybe <clears throat> both. Maybe we may never know. That's the thing about magic. You know, it. you don't know if it works. Uh, you don't know if it's doing the work or if you're doing the work. Or if you did the work making the magic happen and it's just part of the whole thing. Never heard it more clearly spoken. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, on that note, uh, make sure to recommend us if you if you like the show, because yeah. uh, we don't have sponsors or do any of that stuff. So, you know. And we have a magic pentacle, and so help us pentacle. make the magic work. Yeah, that, that's cool. I'm glad you're doing more uh, planetary magic stuff. I remember when that was happening. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to kind of like reformulate that and, and do it again, because, you know, I've been working with Agrippa so much that I'm bound to have learned some new things. Have I already done like a really gross Agrippa insert something gross here joke? Uh, let's say yes, because okay. I don't want to hear it. Okay. Everybody just imagine, just mad live that one oh, for. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The, I think it's time. It's time for us to finally wander into the witch's garden. Yes. <clears throat> just, just like Alex in high school. Exactly. Ew, gross. What a bad joke. Uh, we open the episode with a bit of cuteness. In which Jake, and what's the little kid's name? Finn. Finn, yeah. So Jake and Finn, <laughs> Jake and Finn are following a frog. And Finn, uh, the frog for some reason is carrying a crowd. Yeah, because and, why not? Yes, it must Finn, be the frog king. And Finn, Finn just, I just want to see him put on that crowd, which is, as much as I am a bit, uh, not a bit, I'm old, I'm jaded. I don't, you know, adorable doesn't affect me. Every now and again, the show's adorable. And adorable. That's, that's, that's some adorable. Adorable right totally affects you. It's it's mm-hmm. you. You have a BMO toy here with us. 
Well, Bimo Choi is um, adorable. It is. Yes. But I, uh, I called it something. I think not the patron saint of the Alex Cast. I don't know. I, I gave Bimo some <laughs> vaulted title towards the end of the Alex Cast for no good reason. So I, I feel like you know I'm, I might have misrepresented myself earlier. I really have to get something off my chest, Alex. Um, is it a, is it a treasure chest? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> I just have to tell you this. I don't know what poison smells like. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh. I mean, I've smelled a lot of donuts. Well, uh, you took the right mason jar, right? Yeah. Uh, just <laughs> give a sniff. Uh, yeah. Uh, I believe cyanide is meant to either taste or smell a bitter almond. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think that's a taste thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's not very helpful. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, Jake also doesn't <clears throat> uh, know what poison smells like. Yeah, truth. So yeah, so they, they chase this frog and they find a weird donut garden, mm-hmm. which of course they do. And uh, yeah, there's a fun thing. He's like, oh, I'll sniff, I'll sniff the donuts to find out if they're poison or not. And he's like, wait a second, dude. I don't know what poison smells like. <laughs> it's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love, though, you know, the, the donut garden. The donut garden is so Adventure Time-ish. You know, like they're basically... Most of their adventures are taking place uh, either in the Candy Candy Kingdom or like in the borderlands of the Candy Kingdom right now. So of course there's a donut garden. Yeah, and of course that witch is shaped like a candy cane. I bet you she's a candy cane witch. That's my question: Is she just a, a, a wizened old crone uh, that her, her back is bent from all her years being alive, or is this just that's her that's her natural shape? Like I when she was young, nat- she looked like that. Yeah, I think that's probably her natural shape because remember, Finn is the last human. Yes, but she could kind of look human. and She be, you know. could, but I think if you took off her witch robe, she would be like a candy cane underneath. I mean, we could probably search for that on the internet and say witch taking off her clothes adventure time and come up with really wholesome results. Uh, yeah. Very wholesome results. Yes, there'll be no rule 34 there at all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, so he, so he gets this, this this wizened old crone or somebody that's you know twenty five and that's just what she looks like. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jake cannot control himself, much like the red boots in the previous episode. He just finds himself eating a donut outside of his own control. Oh yeah, he doesn't even know he's doing because he didn't eat a donut before the conversation with the witch started. Before the witch showed up and accused them of eating donuts, he had not eaten a donut. Well, who knows? Maybe he did and we just didn't see yeah, it. I yeah. suppose. But then like halfway through the conversation, he's like, oh shit, I've been eating a donut this whole time. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, you know, the witch takes his powers away. And I don't think, because of some other stuff that we see the witch do, I don't think the witch actually takes Jake's powers away as much as has some sort of glamour spell or something that replaces Jake's body with the man baby body. Yeah, because she also replaced the body of a bagel that she finds on her donut tree yeah, with the body of a man into, baby. Yeah. Which so is a I, fun gag. I think that's kind of some sort of I don't know if it's transmutation or what, but what I think so here's I, I think a, it's transubstantiation. I think trans- that's substantiation. Yeah, I think that's actually the body of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the man baby. I'm, tra- I'm, I'm being I'm being <laughs> so blasphemous <laughs> this episode. I apologize to no, all No, no, it totally makes sense pop- because you see so many like pre-Raphaelite paintings of Jesus where he basically has a man baby body. And pre-Raphaelite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh my god, and Raphael's favorite weapon was the Psy. And I'm gonna sigh because of how stupid this Holy theory shit, is. Holy shit, no, no, this, <laughs> this all is all coming together. together. <laughs> yeah. Fucking synchronicities, right? I have to go buy a copy of Catcher in the Rye. Have you ever um, had that moment where you kind of disassociate while you're talking and think about the audience? 
And I was just thinking about the, I was just referring to a, a, a bagel that turns into a baby and uh-huh. how that's actually the transubstantiated body of Christ. And all of this makes sense. Oh, but yeah. I, but imagine someone that hasn't seen this episode of Adventure Time. And like, let's say this is their first episode listening to our show. How that shit and deep the the layers of knowledge you need to understand what just exchanged between the two of us i really feel like uh given the the wide range of like that shit crazy shit we talk about in this show it would probably be a really good show for people who are uh on lsd oh man that sounds i mean that could be either great or like the worst thing ever very true and i mean we haven't even gotten to the weirdest episodes yet they get so yeah, much deeper true. and weirder. Like these are these are these are kind of shallow episodes, uh, except for the River of Junk, which is actually pretty deep. But we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. yeah. Well, wait. Let's circle back. Okay. So okay. so Jake gets cursed and has his body turned into the body of uh, like a little fat baby. Mm-hmm. Behind the scenes, and obviously you don't have the answer to this because you didn't work on Adventure Time. Why do you think they kept his face looking like Jake? Well. Let me add a little bit to the question. Okay. I cite the episode of Futurama There's where an, okay. Bender turned into a human uh-huh. and gets totally fat and then he just dies. Yeah. But Bender's face turned human as well. Uh-huh. Okay. So this is acceptable, accepted cartoon law <laughs> whether you can choose your own character. So do you think that in this show they decided to not make his face a baby face or a human face for – Character recognition? Was it too difficult? Was think, it just funnier? I think part of it was that it was funnier. Um, I think part of it had to do with the witch's magic. Uh, and I think a big part of it had to do with how powerful Jake's magic is, which I will get to in a second. Okay. Yeah. So anyhow. Well, and I just one more point about him turning into a baby. I do like that he feels his own boobs and goes, didn't I used to have a bunch more of these? Fun, fun joke. Very fun joke. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it a lot. Five comedy in, points. That, yeah, that, that joke came straight out of Alex's high school. Yes. Well, my high school girlfriend did have uh, six nipples. Yeah. Right, because of like the Jersey Devil. I'm yes. Sure. She yeah. was she was a uh, descendant of the Leeds family. <laughs> that is, uh, that's a joke for seven people in New Jersey that know the, <laughs> the background of the Jersey Devil. So um, one of the things that I that I really like about the... There's a couple things about the Witch's Garden that I, that I really like that I think... I think that there might be some deeper adventure timey or things in here. So uh, they get back to the treehouse. Finn and Jake get back to the treehouse and they're like, oh, shit, you know, Jake, you've lost your your magic powers. Uh, Where did they come from? So this question of like Jake's origin story, uh, it ends up being like one of the core parts of Adventure Time. Like we're not going to talk about his real origin now, uh, except that the mud puddles are totally bullshit like jake did not get his magic powers from a mud puddle i did find it funny that he's like i'm trying to remember how i got my magic he gets the memory of one time i went in a mud puddle and somehow that's that's the the solution oh that must be it because i remember being young and be i'd be like you know i I think my first memory i have like a vague memory of being in my uh you know kind of crib area or whatever Uh like i have this you know sense memory of that that time if you go hey alex how'd you become a writer i wouldn't go well, I was in a crib, so therefore writer. You know, there's just like this. Oh <laughs> shit! I have a I have a podcasting origin story. Ask me how I became a podcaster. Hey Eric, how did you become a podcaster? Well, when I think back, like my earliest memory, um, I was playing with uh, my parents' stereo, uh, and of course, I was a baby. I was just like fiddling knobs, but I turned the volume knob all the way up and scared myself, and so now I'm a podcaster. That makes more sense than mud puddle. <laughs> <laughs> it does. But also, I think we all know that's not why I'm a podcaster. I 
I got turned into a podcaster against my will. Werewolf rules. Mm-hmm. I uh, weirdly, Eric doesn't know this, but I snuck into his room before we met and bit him and gave him uh, podcaster germs. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Jake's Jake's powers do we eventually do get like a explanation might be a stretch, but like years from now, uh yeah. you know, in showtime and in our showtime, we get an explanation. But yeah, this one they're working on the assumption that you have to roll around in mud. And so they start searching ooh for mud puddles, and Jake yeah, is reticent because, to do it because apparently Because there are four, maybe five mud puddles in ooh. Yeah. I like how uh, Jake is immediately incredibly lazy the second yeah. he turns, in quotes, human. Yeah, yeah. What is it? He has this great line uh, where he's like, I'm lazy, but prideful. <laughs> it's yeah. like you can't use but there because you're basically saying, I've got this one vice, uh, but it's okay because I got this other one. <laughs> what do you think Lady Rainicorn would have thought about this if she saw Jake with the baby body? Oh, my God. This is like that question, like the, the meme thing on the internet of like the girl asking her boyfriend, if I got turned into a worm, would you still love me? Oh, she <laughs> – I think, you know, Lady Rainicorn has a really, really good heart. And she sees the good in Jake even though we can't. I think I think she would have helped him. I think that if Lady Rainicorn – so I guess one of the things we, we, we skipped over is that like for in order for Jake to get his powers back, he has to, he has to give oh, yeah. the witch – a meaningful apology. And that's what he sort of refuses to do. He's like, no, I'm not apologizing for eating a donut. Like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and that's sort of, that's sort of what leads to the quest and all this kind of stuff. I think Lady Rainicorn would have been able to talk Jake down, would have been able to reason him through it. And I think the episode would have been really, really boring because he would have had this initial thing where Jake loses his powers and Lady Rainicorn would have gotten him to apologize a lot sooner. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad it didn't happen that way. I was just kind of, positing the question mostly because you know technically she's dating a baby for a little bit yeah <laughs> that's true well it's a day it's a baby with an adult mind though so yeah and you know honestly when when jake is around lady rainicorn we don't really see it in the first season but in subsequent seasons like he is so much more mature acting when he's around lady rainicorn yeah. <clears throat> i like the way you say that by the way subsequent oh thanks subsequent subsequent i say subsequent um, I think we're both right. I just like, oh, I like that. You got like a slightly I think different. I might yeah. say both. Oh, either way. Good job. <laughs> Proud of you. Thanks. Um, oh, yeah. So, so, uh, so there is no Lady Rainicorn. Instead, they have to figure this out on their own and they go on a quest. And there is some cool stuff. Like that river of junk mm-hmm. is totally part of that, a post, that post-apocalyptic landscape theme that we brought up over and over oh, again. Oh, yeah. So the river of junk in the background, you see the, um, I'm going to say pylons, but the the things that highways are held up by. Is that a pylon? Yeah, it is now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a sequence of those. So like they're next to an old, you know, the remains of an old highway, mm-hmm. uh, which, I mean, that's like probably one of the more direct, like, you know, infrastructurally, this used to be a human area thing that we've seen early on. Oh, yeah. And uh, even the River of Junk, I mean, it's filled with, you know, it looks like an apartment building just washed into this river. And it's just filled with like old furniture and you know, boards and planks and, you know, stuff that's recognizably yeah. left over from like the early 21st century. And uh, and a purple a little pink cat with a flower in it that Jake decides to put on. Okay, so this is, I think, uh, a clue to how powerful Jake actually is. His subconscious, his magical powers are suppressed. They're not gone. They manifest through his subconscious because how did he get the hat? 
I thought he just picked it up from the pile. His subconscious grabbed it from the middle of the river and brought it to oh, him. Oh, that's a really good point. Yes. I think Jake is still there. I think his magic powers are still there. I think that the baby body is some sort of uh, illusion that is that is impressed on him. But his magic powers are way bigger than the Garden Witch's powers. Oh, okay. I like this. I like this theory a lot. Because there's, there's the kind of thing at the end... <clears throat> where his his subconscious starts to die and that's what causes him to apologize. Yeah. But that might be subterfuge. Yeah. So yeah, yeah you know, this 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 fits in well with that. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and he has to have he has a lot of interactions with his subconscious, including like dancing with it and all those kinds of stuff. I think I think that he's probably just dancing with him himself. He's probably his magic is probably still there. It's just yeah. covered up with illusion. Uh so in the garbage river we find uh, the beautiful mermaid of the river. Gary. Which is Gary? Gary the mermaid. I don't know what that means. That's her name. Oh, did really? Yes. Said Gar- oh, I missed that. Yeah. Um, And she announced herself by, which one of you mortals wants to mate with all this? I know, it's so it's gross. It's so gross. And Finn's <laughs> response of like, how do I say you're the grossest thing that's like I've ever seen without being insulting or something along those lines? It's, it's really delightful. <laughs> I can't wait to use that line, that, that retort on somebody. In the future. How do I say you're the grossest thing that I've ever seen without being insultful? <laughs> or insulting. Yeah, insultful. Interesting. <laughs> insultful. Uh, so yeah, they cross the garbage river. Uh, the mermaid steals Finn and throws him in her nest. Or at least there's a nest there. She's made of bones. So I don't know how she <laughs> yeah, possibly Yeah, how have... does she even have a nest? I don't know. I mean, because yeah. I looked. I saw no cloaca. I so... saw, I mean, and, and also she had like a normal human pelvis. That's true. Like the, I, I mean, if you haven't seen well, I the mean, episode, technically humans lay eggs. Yeah, but on the inside, I, I don't think I don't know. I don't know. It, it didn't look. It didn't look right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean that's true. And and it's also hilarious that Gary the Mermaid Queen is nothing like a mermaid. Like, oh, not she, at all. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> she, she's some sort of weird ghost creature that flies around and is like mostly skeleton. This is going to be. Uh, months old controversy at the time but at the time of recording there's currently a mermaid controversy going on in in the united states oh my god wherein they they've made a live action version of the little mermaid and the the little mermaid is a person of color and and people are really mad because she's not a white lady it's a fucking mermaid like adults are mad at this it's not a controversy (laughs) it's just that there's a bunch of racists like we yeah yeah like you know ever since ever since the trump shit happened uh, racists are feel okay about being loudly racist, so it's just the same crap. It's just racists being noisy and yeah. assholeish. But I, I mean, here's the thing that I'm annoyed with: Ursula has been purple for like 35 years, and now it's played by a white lady. I mean, come on, purple washing much? But maybe they'll paint her purple. No, I, mean, I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was fond of that movie as a child, but I'm an adult now, and. Uh, Ursula should be purple. Who cares? I mean, I just mean like skin color. Like, who cares? It's a it's a fucking mermaid. No, I feel like Ursula should absolutely be purple. You know, um, the Little Mermaid is a Danish uh, fairy tale, and everybody knows that in Denmark, all of the uh, intimidating female antagonists are purple. It's yeah. just part of their culture. Well, you everything can't... from Ursula to the other example. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, jake declares that he'd rather be powerless forever than apologize yeah for he is a magical dog of hubris yes uh, yes which is weird because that's not really his character for most of the show but 
whatever. It really isn't. He's for this usually, episode, it is. I mean, what was the... Uh, have we gotten to the, the episode where he's like, on a tropical island, on a tropical island. I don't island. think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. But he's so laid back most of the time. Like him being too prideful to apologize is kind of out of character. Yeah. I, I think it's a lot of this first season stuff where it's just kind of the character. I mean, it's not as bad as other shows, but mm-hmm. it is just this is the episode we want to write. And his character is going to be like that for this one. Yeah, I guess they, they spend a lot of time. Yeah, they, I, I'm not sure that they were so super worried about continuity in the first. Season. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> so uh, Finn being imperiled causes Jake to, I don't know, I guess waddle all the way back to the. The the donut garden. Yeah, how does he even get there? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, magic. Well, well oh, not magic. you know what? No, it is magic because as we have talked about, by the time that happens, his subconscious has emerged. Oh yeah, fair enough. His magic powers are are there. He just can't access them consciously. So his subconscious magical powers gets him back to the donut garden, mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, he 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 does an apology, which she does not accept. And then uh, later she says, "Now you have to apologize." We're doing a series of humiliating things, and she can see his subconscious. Yes. Yeah. So which, which leads credence to your uh, yeah, your theory. Yeah. So Jake and his subconscious have to like do some dances. Jake has to have some flowers stuffed in his um, man baby underpants, and uh, and then finally, once his powers are restored. He saves Finn and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. But at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. he steals her cane. Yeah. And that's the end. So <laughs> this is so this is interesting the way that the this show got broken up. In our in our show, I mean. That these two episodes coming next to each other. They're like the same episode. It's a morality tale with no real moral, and at the end a character steals the show that they've learned nothing over the course of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because how is stealing the witch's cane not going to cause her to, like, curse Jake again? Yeah. No, it's it's the end of the episode is one of the characters steals in, in you know, against the entire point of the rest of the episode. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Jake crying and his subconscious dying, I think, is subterfuge. I think mm-hmm. he, he learns no lessons. This entire thing is just he just needs his magic back. So yeah. he can save Finn. Yeah, he's just being manipulative. Yeah, you know, I mean, we've brought this up a lot. Like, I think the whole first season has a lot of um, Finn being in an incredibly dangerous world that he doesn't understand and Jake keeping him safe. Yeah. And Jake just, it's like the only thing that he really, truly cares about. He, well, Lady Rainicorn. He, he likes Lady Rainicorn and he likes Finn. So he's, but Lady Rainicorn doesn't need his help. True. Because she's already a badass. Yeah. But Finn's just a 10-year-old kid. Yeah. So Jake's whole thing is, I'm going to keep my little brother safe. All right. So that was the witch's garden. Garden of witches. The the witch's garden. Yes. Okay. Now it's time for our favorite segment. Hey, look at this shiny rock I found. Exactly. So do you have a shiny rock for us? I have have a few little shiny rocks. Okay. Uh, We're going to start with this one. Um. It is the term Timesis. Timesis. Um, T-M-E-S-I-S. Uh, you know, this feels like it's a familiar word. Can you use it in a sentence? Uh, not without giving away the definition totally. Well, then I'm going to use it in a sentence. Uh, I just learned the other day that uh, my friend down the street has like a dozen Timesis. Yeah, that's definitely not it. Uh, Tinesis <laughs> is uh, the splitting of a word with another word, like abso fucking lutely. Oh, so it's not a portmanteau. It's like a. 
No, it's it's uh, like the TM in it is like appendectomy. It's like to split, to cut. Uh-huh. I think that's from Greek. Oh. So yeah, Timesis. So it's like, yeah, abso-fucking-lutely. Like it's, you know, huh. splitting up a word and throwing another word in the middle. It doesn't have to be. Uh, that's luda ridiculous Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, okay so that's that one it's a uh-huh, good one uh-huh. and another one which i it sounds like a pokemon but uh growlix oh i can use that one in a sentence you know too. what growlix is yeah i um was down at uh the beer mongers the other day and i they had a really really good beer on tap uh, and so i wanted to get a growler but in order to do that i had to talk to the growlix Mm, yeah, that is the second definition. Okay. Uh, the first definition is uh, it's the string of uh, random kind of uh, exclamation point, pound sign, at sign, the when people swear in comics. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. they had a word. I didn't either. That's why I just, there was a shiny rock I just Holy found. shit, that's a good shiny rock. I'm writing that one down. Yeah. Growlix. G-R-A-W-L-I-X. G-R-A-W-L-I-X. W-L-I-X. L-I-X. Oh, yeah, that's not spelled the same as the Growlix that I used in a sentence. Oh, yeah, that's probably the difference. Yeah, yeah it's also yeah. slightly different than the uh, than the Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Pokemon is with an E-X. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to give one more just because these are uh, screenshots that I'm not going to be able to find after a while. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce this, so we're just going with this way. Okay. Uh, Utkir is an old English word meaning lying awake before dawn and worrying. Oh, U H T C E A R E. See, I like to call that Donziety. Donziety is very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. Yeah, we like that a lot. Uh, yeah, that one I found from Mental Floss, ah. uh, a very fine website, but um, they didn't give the pronunciation guide. <laughs> but uh, Utkir. Um, okay, those are some good ones. I I think tamesis and growlix are probably things that i will be able to those are words that i will be able to use oh yeah those are like actually useful words yeah yeah yeah. the utkir is just i wanted it off my phone because i saved it yeah i figured just that's that's a that's a that's a uh uh subsection word that's a that's a eh, vaguely shiny needs to go in the polisher word i am going to teach the word growlix to young children instead of swearing i mean like the next time you feel like you need to say like fuck or shit or something like that Instead, just say Growlix. I don't know if it works out loud like that, but sure. Why not? Like, oh, Growlix. I can't believe I stepped in some Growlix. Yeah. It's like in future sci-fi, they always have to invent a word like Fark or whatever. (laughs) Battlestar Galactica. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Well, this is, uh, are we nearing the end of our episode? Are there things, should we talk about how, should we give our, uh, our fine, fine, extremely handsome listeners their call to action? Yeah, let's give them their call to action. Okay, extremely fine listeners. Your real call to action is to go find your favorite or least favorite person who enjoys Adventure Time and tell them about this podcast. In fact, get them to subscribe. Watch them on their phone as they subscribe in their favorite podcast player and tell them um, which episode to download and listen to. Yes. Uh, That is your call to action. Uh, But also, in general, if you want to help support us, Please follow us on Twitter, and we have Instagram. We have we? Instagram, but... We haven't used it yet. I th- I think I posted one thing saying episode two is up, and I literally just put some text over a picture of Adventure Time. Yeah, there's a point in time where I'm sure we're going to use Instagram, but for now, Twitter is the place to follow us. So follow us on Twitter, WizBiz Podcast. Yes. And um, and then our website is WizBizPodcast.com, and you can find out how to subscribe uh, there. So... Uh, 
yeah. So until next time, I'm Reverend Eric. And I'm, oh, the Archduke of Funk. What did I say I was earlier? <laughs> I don't know. Alex, King of Glan, Bullen. Yeah, perfect. Love it. Okay. All right. See you next time. Yeah, see you next time. Adios. Goodbye, Gunter. <laughs>